showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Long Box Crusade. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artisan. Joining me, as always, is the Watson to my Sherlock, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. We are here in our beautiful 221B Baker Street flat to record another episode for you guys. How are you feeling today, Dr. Cristados? Well, doing all right. You know, I'm just having a hard time. It's hard to walk with only one shoe on. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Did you have to carry anything? Oh, yeah. Just some lady that I just found. <laughs> well, that'll happen. <laughs> no further questions. <laughs> she's not dead. I can tell you that. I, I mean, my, my, my watch and skills tell me she's alive. So I gave her some brandy. Also joining me is the Mycroft in my Sherlock, my older, wiser brother, Jason the Weasel Skull Albrick. And how are you today, Jason? You know, I wasn't feeling that great, to be honest, earlier today. Yeah, I had a little stomach problem, but you know what? Cured it. A shot of brandy. It works. <laughs> Walking on the way home today, I broke my leg. Shot of brandy. Fixed it right up. I never knew I could be a doctor. <laughs> And we also have with us our favorite constable, Delvin, the Dark Web Wilkins. And how do you do this evening, Bobby Wilkins? You didn't hear me? I was trying to talk as best as I could. Uh, <laughs> see the joke. I see the joke. <laughs> because the lady in tonight's episode was mute. <laughs> or was she? <laughs> oh, Delvin, you clever, clever bastard. <laughs> Oh, we don't have any guests tonight because we ran them all off, so we can just get right into what Saturday Matinee Theater's mission statement is. What is Saturday Matinee Theater's mission statement? DJ Cristados, help us out. Well, Jared, let me tell you, Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review, sometimes index show brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, where we will be taking you back to the past with some potential overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. We've got some plans for down the road, but for the first stretch of Saturday Matinee Theater, we'll be covering all 39 episodes of the 1954 television series Sherlock Holmes, with some sprinkles of other fun tossed in there from time to time. 1954 Sherlock Holmes was produced by Sheldon Reynolds. It starred Ron Howard as Sherlock Holmes and H. Marion Crawford as Dr. Watson. So take off your deerstalker cap, light your pipe, get cozy by the fireplace, and let the soothing violin music of Mr. Sherlock Holmes whisk you into the past, but make sure you keep that door open. just brightened my day, Pat. That was amazing. It was kind of a hard day at work, and now I feel like I can take on tomorrow's problems. Yeah, you know, it's the next best thing to a shot of brandy is a nice violin sound. Oh, I had that shot of brandy, too. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, that'll help it. You always bring your A game. Heck, go ahead and hand me your violin, Pat. Pass that over here. Okay. I'm going to try to play Be careful with it. I'm going to try to play a little something tonight. Be careful with it, though. All right. Take a listen to this. Wow. 
Jared, that was <laughs> amazing, right? Yeah. Journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody oh. want a shot of brandy? <laughs> yes. Yes. Please. Yeah, please Ooh, too. Boy. Definitely. Uh, just <laughs> pour that brandy straight into my ear hole. <laughs> so it was better than Pat or as good? We'll, we'll get back to that later. Um, let's talk about the episode for now. Episode 12 was titled The Case of the Shoeless Engineer. The original air date was 3 January 1955. The director was Steve Previn. The writer was Harold Jack Bloom, guest starring Archie Duncan as Inspector Lestrade, June Elliott as Ruth Connors, David Oxley as Victor Haterly, Richard Warner as Colonel Lysander Stark, and George Hubert as Bruno Caro. As a reminder, all 39 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with this podcast. Not only is it just more fun that way, but Jared is about to give a synopsis about this episode that's probably going to be better than his violin playing, and then we're going to discuss it. So, there are probably some spoilers heading your way. So, again, if you haven't watched this episode, we recommend you pause here, 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 I could play some violin while you pause. No, no, no. Let's keep and go check it out on YouTube and then come back to join our discussion. And at only 26 minutes per episode, it is not a big time demand. And for those of you who are doing the right thing and watching along with us, don't forget to comment about it on Twitter using hashtag I'm following homes. Let me hear it from the group. Hashtag I'm following homes. Hashtag I'm following homes. Hashtag I'm following homes. Can you play that on violin, Jared? Here it goes. Oh, never mind. Don't oh. never. We're good. Uh, uh. We would love to hear your insights as well. And with that, let's turn it over to Jared for the episode summary. Thank you, my friend. I've decided to do this episode summary in the form of music by using this violin. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. I put the violin down. I can take a hint. I get that I'm not better than Pat. I'm as good. I got it. Okay. <laughs> Here's your plot summary. This episode begins with Watson and Holmes taking a relaxing hike in the countryside. Relaxing until they come upon a man who looks half beaten to death and the beaten man is carrying a woman who is passed out. Holmes and Watson get the couple back to their flat at 221B and the man, Victor Hatterley, tells a tale of how he and the woman came to their current situation. Apparently Hatterley, a hydraulic engineer, had taken a job to repair a large hydraulic press for Colonel Lysander Stark. Upon arriving at Stark's country home, Hatterley was introduced to Stark's partner, Mr. Carew 
Perot and their mute housekeeper, Ruth Connors. And the housekeeper seems intent on warning Hatterley that Stark and Corot are up to something nefarious. Upon discovering that his new employers were counterfeiters, Corot attempted to crush Hatterley in a giant press, but Hatterley was saved at the last moment by Ruth, the housekeeper. After struggling with his captors and another timely save by Ruth, both Hatterley and Ruth escaped and found Holmes and Watson during their country walk. Ruth awakens from her shock state at 221B to discover she's regained the ability to talk, and talk she does, spilling the beans about her evil overlords. So it's off to the cottage hideout, along with Lestrade, to see if they can discover the location of the counterfeiting duo. But where are Stark and Corot? Are they dead? Are they hiding in the basement? Maybe a little from column A? A little from column B? Tune in and find out. Your reading, Jared, is almost akin to someone playing the violin very well. Wait, who's playing the violin in this metaphor? Probably Pat. Yes. Okay. So that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say I would agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Your synopsis are spot on. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's get into our highs and lows, gentlemen. This week, let's kick it off with Mycroft, my brother Jason. What you got? Oh, I thought this was a pretty entertaining episode. A couple things of note. It seems like at the beginning, it stated that Holmes and Watson have now been together for seven months. So that kind of puts a pin on where they are and their lives as roommates and friends. I thought that it was pretty interesting that Watson actually got like three patients this episode and they weren't dead. So that was was kind of a change of pace. So that was nice. The other thing I really liked about it was the end there where uh, the guy tried to attack Holmes and Watson's like, get off my boy and just <laughs> whooped his ass. I like it when Watson jumps in there. So yeah, I thought all in all this was really interesting. I really enjoyed the film. I guess my only one kind of low point is, again, there wasn't much mystery to it. It was basically Holmes taking his little secret passage seeking stick and banging it around for a little bit. Like, oh, there they are. You know, he used that in the last episode too. He banged around with a stick to find a secret hidey hole. Yes, I am depicting a pattern here, I think. <laughs> um, so, enjoyable episode. Had a couple interesting moments. I like how it started outdoors. That kind of took us out of the apartment for a little while. That was kind of cool. Decent episode. Wish it had a little more mystery to it, though. A little more Sherlock Holmes solving the case. What did you think, Delvin? I thought it was an alright episode. For some reason, I'll tell the audience a little bit about Inside Baseball here. Like I may have been tainted by one of the uh, members members of the uh, Saturday Matinee Theater crew. Who was it? Who was it? Uh, We're not here to name names or point fingers. Does he play a good violin or a bad violin? (laughs) I'm not going to name names, but if it wasn't you, then, you know, that's probably a good hint. So it was Jason. Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Until Jason chimes in. Uh, I don't, yeah, I'm not recalling that. Okay, it was definitely you. I do not recall Uh, revealing anything to that Delvin. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, uh, Mr. Clinton. I kept that in mind, but, you know, I I did my best not to let that prejudice me against the episode. But I don't know. I was like, where's the mystery? There was no mystery. And and I I like mystery. I mean, if the only mystery was where were the guys hiding, that was kind of eh. That was a lot of backstory told to arrive at a conclusion that Holmes seemed to solve uh, in a matter of seconds. Now, of course, getting to where the hideout was or whatever, Holmes probably could have 
figured that out on his own. But Ruth went from being mute to vocal. So Lady, Lady Chatterley. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so yeah, she gave away that part of the story. So it wasn't really much mystery left for Holmes to solve. And that's the ones that I like most. Either you got to be over the top entertaining like Harry Crocker that I brought up probably 80 times and we'll bring up 80 more times or you have to be sneaky Holmes. Given that, it was a good one, but there was nothing that really stood out particularly to me. Uh, that right cross by Watson, man. He I mean, he, that did, boy out. he did stand by his mate, Holmes, and that was cool. Like, Holmes looked like he was about ready to throw in and Watson was like, no, 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 I got this. I'll give him some help. <laughs> <laughs> Let me handle your light work, Holmes. Yeah, so it's always good to have a friend in a pinch like that. So that was a cool moment. I'll give you that, Jason. Go for it, Pat. I think I'm agreeing with Delvin here that I watched this episode. I really didn't think a lot about it. It really didn't have me interested. There was something missing, and Delvin, I think, has it right. There really wasn't a mystery here. It was just more of a retelling of this guy's day, so yeah. to say, you know, his, his few days, if that. I didn't know what they were making, but then Holmes kind of figures that out, which is all right, but it still had nothing to do with a mystery. Pat, I'm going to be the one to interrupt very quickly just yeah. to say they were making silver. I mean, and I was like, this could be like Ooh. a 19th century version of Silver Hands. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Hands! <laughs> go, go ahead, Pat. <laughs> Well, see, then that would have even made it more interesting to me. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been like, they stole my bit. They stole it. <laughs> That's the mystery. <laughs> How did they do that? I just came <laughs> off that. 1954. How'd they steal my shit from? He came forward in time, took my idea, took it back in time, and stole my idea. Even that's more interesting than this show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, highs, yeah, maybe Watson hitting him, but I saw that before, you know, been there, done that one with that. Three patients live, too. I mean, we can't overlook that. That was kind of interesting. I mean, right? Yeah. Before, like, Watson's just been like, he did. He did. <laughs> he did. I was like, he's alive. Brandy. Dead, dead Brandy. 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 Dead. <laughs> yeah, there was a different level to Watson. Instead of dead, it was Brandy this time, so. Yeah. Boy, the Lowe's was the no mystery. The other actors in it were just kind of, eh, there's no Eugene Decker. That's for sure. And then him will, and the I, ladies start to fall. You know, you kind of get a sense that they're going to be more than friends later on down the road. Yeah, then it turns out she can talk. He's like, see you later. <laughs> 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 nice knowing you. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and then even just the case of the shoeless engineer. Okay, so his shoe falls off in the presser or whatever. That's how you get the name for the show. Yeah, this one was just very off. Is this a new director or has this guy directed before? Steve Previn. My spider sense says he might have done one before, but okay. it gets hazy for me yeah. because I've seen all 39 episodes, so I might be thinking of the future and not the past. So I'm not answer, I don't know, but I think he is going to end up doing a couple. A couple more. Okay. Since I don't really pay attention when you guys are reading those. <laughs> <laughs> It's a wired tight show, folks. Hey! That's not the way I'm wired. I'm reading I listen. That. No, I'm, I'm listening to your voice, and it's just, oh, it's so soothing that I forget who you're saying. <laughs> your vocal cards are like me playing the violin. Oh, just, ooh. Yeah. You, you charmed me. You charmed me. Okay, you're forgiven. Oh, thank you. But I was just thinking of that when you did say the name. I'm like, have I heard this guy's name mentioned before? Was this maybe not directed that well, perhaps? Ah, there's just something wasn't right for me on this one. Just to get me in my feels. How about 
about you, Jared? Well, I understand, and I admit I was the one that texted Delvin when he was about to watch it and revealed to him that I'm not a big fan of this episode either. And having watched all 39 episodes now, I picked up that there's a couple episodes here and there where I, what I suspect is happening is the main actors, Ronald Howard and H. Marion Crawford, probably need a little time off because they're banging these shows. We're talking 39 episodes all in one season. And so I think there's certain episodes where they just kind of do end wraps almost. They're in it kind of at the beginning, in it kind of at the end, but the rest of the story is told from someone else's point of view. Yeah, okay. And I think that's what bugged me the most is we had a Sherlock Holmes episode that didn't have a lot of Sherlock Holmes. Bad news, boys. There's a couple of these more left to come, but they're not terribly often. But that's funny that you mentioned that you guys had a text beforehand. I was actually kind of feeling the same way once I watched it the other day. I didn't want to play my cards out right away and let you guys know how I felt about it, but I did want to. So that's how. Yeah, I have sat on it for a while and then Delvin brought up the fact that he was about to watch or he just finished Uh it, I think. And then I couldn't help myself. I said, I'll be honest with you. I didn't really care for this one that much. And again, I think it's going to happen from time to time. And my personal suspicion is that the actors needed a little time off. So they just did a little quick end wraps and then they didn't have to be there for filming all the time and got a little time off. That's what I think happened. But I don't have paperwork to back that up. (laughs) Yeah, it was just like they were kind of in there at the beginning, kind of in there at the end, and there was just a lot of filler in the middle. And it's not that the actors did a bad job. I thought, for example, that the scene where the dude was in the press, I was leaning forward in my seat. I was like, oh, crap, man, this guy's guy's in trouble. (laughs) I did make a note that they often break the show in the middle. You can tell where the old commercial break used to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And I did have that thought. I thought, this is one of the best commercial breaks, because I was actually like, oh, Jason, like on my edge of my seat. Like, and then Ruth, she's pretty much the hero of the story. She busted in there like the Incredible Hulk right through that wall. How could you not know that he's escaping? It's right in the beginning. I know, but it was still the way it was filmed and the way <laughs> the music just... did. It was very tense. Let them have it, Pat. Okay, well, have... all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I you thought the actor did a good job. Yourself, you can pre-ruin shows for yourself. <laughs> That's up to you. Hey, guess what, Pat? On the next Bond movie we watch? Bond Yeah. <laughs> I bet you he probably gets with some lady, too. <laughs> well, let's not get to that. <laughs> right. Before I get to my fun facts with Jared, I do want to put this in. For this episode, the secret password is silver. I say again, silver. If you're hearing this and you want to send a direct message to the at Longbox Crusade Twitter account, or you can send a message to the Longbox Crusade Facebook page, send the message with the keyword silver. This will give you extra entries in the raffle that we have coming up. You could win the entire box set of these 39 episodes on DVD. So get those extra entries by sending a direct message on Twitter or messaging on Facebook. Keyword, code word, silver. Don't put it in the comments because then everybody will know. Messages. Keep it secret. secret. Messages only. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Secret, secret. 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 This show doesn't even have outtakes. Oh, yeah. Big Margaret Man. Secret secret, I've got a secret. So no one else can see. Secret secret, got a secret. My true identity. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. Domo. Domo. 
So, back to the fun facts with Jared. David Oxley, who played Victor Hatterley, was in the 1959 Sherlock Holmes movie, The Hound of the Baskervilles, starring Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. So, he is making the Holmes circuit. My next fun fact is Steve Previn. We've talked about him. He was the director of this episode. His brother is the musical conductor Andre Previn, who's famous for award-winning musicals like Porgy and Bess, Gigi, and My Fair Lady. So, that's a talented family they got going on there. I have one more fun fact with Jared. Since you guys didn't really enjoy this episode as much, and I know I didn't, this is probably one of the lower points. We'll find out when we rate it here in a second. I thought I would bring a really cool fun fact. This is one of my favorite things I found since researching the show. We're going to play a quick game called I'm Making Up the Name of This Game Right Now. This is how the game is played. I want you each to throw out a guess of when you think this show first aired on television in England. And we will start with Delvin. When was it recorded again? They recorded them in 1954. You know they aired in the United States in 55. You know that right. because we've been doing the show here. Yeah. Well, actually, technically, they first aired in the United States in 54. Now we've moved into 55. What do you think? When did they make it to England? 1970. Solid guess. Jason? 1962. Pat? I'm going to say 1978. 78 is a good guess. It's the closest one because this show did not air really? in wow. England until 2006. What? Yeah. Wow. That blew oh, my mind. I was doing some research this week. <laughs> yep. It finally aired in England in 2006 on some retro TV station they got via satellite. Up until then, like it had never aired. British hipster or something. <laughs> As you guys remember from Fun Facts with Jared, episode one, they filmed this in France, but it was made for an American TV audience. But still, you'd think within a couple of years, it would syndicate into England, being that it's Sherlock Holmes. But nope, they had no parts of it until 2006. And I just thought that was fun. Back yeah, Jared material. Wow. They've all been watching that Jeremy Britton stuff. <laughs> <hear something about. laughs> Probably. Yeah, they're like, what is this shite? <laughs> wow. Boy, that's a long time. I know. 1954, they film it. They finally shows in England in 2006. Ah, wow. Well, with that fun fact tucked under our Inverness coat, and I just learned that it's called an Inverness coat from Darren Sutherland. Oh, that's what Sherlock wears? Yes. Gentlemen, it's pipes time. Everybody do what you're supposed to do. Keep your pipes away from Pat. I tell you what, Jared, you give me some of the pipes you got. I'll teach you some violin lessons. (laughs) Oh, I see what's going on here. That's a pretty good bribe. You might want to take that. What are you trying to say, man? Nothing, nothing, dude. Nothing. I, am, I don't know if this, you could tell, but I'm self-taught. Okay? <laughs> Never I, had I a lesson. Tell. I could really, really tell. Glasses anyway. off of YouTube, man. <laughs> <laughs> Get out your pipes. Each of us has five very nice antique pipes laying out in front of us. How many are we going to give this particular episode on a scale of one to five? One means I did not like it. Two means it's just okay. Three means it's good. Four means it's very good. And five means I loved it. You also get a shot of brandy with each five. But I don't see that happening today, but let's go find out. Pat, how many pipes? You know, I'm going to give it a two. Yeah. As much as I like to smoke them, I got to keep myself to two on this one. I understand. Delvin? Me and Pat are joining the two crew here, man. Especially in light of the last episode was like really good and entertaining. And and this one, you know, I can understand it. I have to take a break and everything, but it was filler. And I'm giving it a filler grade. So two. Jason? I'm going to go ahead and give it a three. There was a good right cross by watching. And he actually got to render some medical aid to some people this time. So I'll bump (laughs) it up to a three for me. I'll call it good, but I'm not going any higher. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I think it was just okay. And that is the literal definition 
definition of our number two. So I am with the two crew. We <laughs> nasty as we want to be. <laughs> yeah, having watched all 39 episodes, this is a standout low point. But the good news is the vast majority of these are going to be on the comeback. We're going to see some good stuff. Looking forward to it. Pat, we actually have stuff in the mailbag this week. We had an embarrassing showing last week, but that's because we were cranking the episodes out fast. That's understandable. I believe the mailbag is behind your chair. Yeah. Hold on a second. Let me go grab it. Yep. It's a little, it's not as heavy, but there are some interesting stuff that we got in there now today. So let me go get it. Hold on. While he's doing that, everybody put your pipes away, lock them up, because you all know what happens if we don't lock them up. Yeah. He's kind of an addict. He gets like, he starts smoking pipe after pipe. He gets on like this weird tobacco high. He's like, we should clean this studio. Okay. I'm going to clean this studio. Let's do push-ups. I'm going to go do push-ups. Hey, you talking about me? No. no. Uh, not not at all. Not at all. Uh, okay. Well, here, here you go, Jared. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We'll go in and grab these letters in a minute. First, let's get to our likes, shares, and retweets. These are the people making it happen for us on social media, and we really appreciate the folks that are championing this show. We say this a lot, but when we started the show, we thought it was going to be just for us. You guys have really jumped on it. People are really enjoying it, and that just tickles my tummy feathers if I can mix my podcasting metaphors. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Pat, will you go ahead and kick us off there? David Collins. Thanks, old Ben One. That was just a crazy old man. We have Bob Buster at Bob Buster 3. Thanks, Bob Buster. You know what we need is a Bob Buster Buster. <laughs> no, that wouldn't work because he would get a Bob Buster 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 and it would bust our Bob Buster. Next up, we have Christine Barber. Thanks for listening, Christine. Live long and prosper. It's Trekker Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Another podcast from Ruth and Darren is Rad Adventures. Thank you, Ruth and Darren. Next up, Coffee and Comics at Coffee Comics Blog. Thank you, Coffee and Comics. Bond, J. Bond, and Von Gruss. We expect you to die. <laughs> I'm so glad I got this. But we have my boy Nate Niles at Pixel Artist 95. He is the artist on our comic book, Hamilton vs. Bird of Werewolf Tale. I wish there was a promo we could listen to. So do I. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton, Aaron Burr. If you're a history lover or a musical lover, you probably know about both Hamilton and Burr's rise to power in the early stages of American history and their infamous duel. But what if you didn't know the full story? What if one of them was a werewolf? White Rocket Entertainment proudly presents a 48-page full-color comic book, Hamilton vs. Burr, A Werewolf Tale. Written by Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist. Art by Nate Niles. Colors by Ace Wheelie and Ken Solomon. Letters by Percival Constantine. And edited by Johanna Albrecht. Hamilton vs. Burr, A Werewolf Tale. Available digitally on Kindle and Comics Central. C-O-M-I-X Central. Prefer a print copy? Hamilton vs. Burr, A Werewolf Tale, along with my other published works, are available at theyardsaleartist.bigcartel.com. That's theyardsaleartist.bigcartel.com. Or you can buy it directly from me, creator Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, at any of my Comic-Con appearances. Hamilton vs. Burr, a werewolf tale. Get your copy today. You won't regret it. Don't take my word for it. Here's what Ming Chen from AMC's TV series Comic Book Men had to say about it. I really enjoyed it. A lot of great werewolf scenes in here. A lot of great... Uh, this is how I wish history would be told to kids. <laughs> <laughs> Books like uh, Hamilton vs. Burr, a werewolf tale. That's Hamilton vs. Burr, a werewolf tale. We haven't beat that horse in a while. <laughs> <laughs> 
Next up, we have Secret Wars and Beyond podcast. That's our good friend, Sean Ross at Sean42AZ. We love you, Sean. And Mike Milford at Mike Milford17. Thanks, Mike. And then Brightest Day or Blackest Night. No podcast shall escape his sight. It's Green Lantern HG at Green Lantern HG. Thanks for listening, GL. I found this one. It's been laying around the studios for at least six months, but it's from Lost in Time at Lost in Time 74. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. The next is our buddy and friend from Canada, Ross Michaud. We have Austin Kuykendall at Freebird316. Next, we have Chris at BTO and Batbook. Let it go. go. Down the highway. Roll. Roll. Me, 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 me. There you go. Speaking of let it roll, we got Bob Roland at Nick City Brewing. Professor Frenzy. I think he's a professor. He's not. Close enough. Next up, we have Wolfgang Von Holland at Wolfgang Von Hall 1. Next, The Price is Right. Tim Price. Tim Price 17. Thanks for listening, Tim. Well, Chip Chip Cheerio and all that. We've got Alan J. Porter. (laughs) (laughs) I feel legitimately bad about that. At Alan J. Porter. Friend and former guest of the show and wonderful ah, guy. That is insulting on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad the minute it came out. I was like, oh, I regret that. Next we have October Pod. Next up is Clinton Robinson. Thank you, Clinton. We have Ryan Daly. Thanks for listening, Ryan. Ladies All right. and gentlemen. I would like to thank Dave Bosch, Dave Bosch, Dave Bosch. We believe in those people. Now it's time on sprockets when we debash. Want to give a big thanks to Hal Jordan. Listening on his ring right now. Next up, we have Dan Weston. I like his girls. All right, let's put an end to that and say thank you to Bill Finnis. Thanks, Bill. Dark comments with Al Sadano. Dark comments with Al Sadano. I gotta get it. I gotta get it. Plus, I think he has our wallet. Then we got Gene Gene, the podcasting machine. Hendrix. Thanks, Gene. Jerry Green. Thanks, Jerry. Wrapping it all up, we have Mike Peacock. Proud to have you, Mike. We just want to say if we missed your name, please let us know and we'll get it added to the list the next time we we'll go around. We do get to these a little faster. So if you haven't got your like or retweet beforehand, please let us know. All right. Hand me that mailbag, dude. All right. Here you go. We got a poll. Man, this one seems lengthy. Still. Ugh, wow. This is a lengthy note. This is mm-hmm. an email received from Professor Allen. This is our first email. We get a little Twitter tweet action. We get a little Facebook action. But someone took the time to send us an email. Tell us about it, Delvin. This one is from Professor Allen. It reads, Homesters, I just listened to your Saturday matinee episode on the Redheaded League, which was very good. Not only because you had another Allen on the show for this one, But that certainly helped. This was indeed the first original Doyle story to be adapted on the show. I gave a quick scan to the IMDB page for the series and didn't see another one, although there were a few with very similar names. And I wonder if those were based on episodes, taking a Doyle idea and updating, adjusting it. Redheaded League is one of the best stories because it is so different, which makes it a good candidate for adaptation. And that is what makes the Jeremy Brett series from Grenada TV 
so good, which you're sick of hearing, but it is all adaptations of the Doyle stories and novels. By the time Brett passed away, they got through about two thirds of the canon. Take care and have a great day. Professor Allen from Relatively Geeky Podcast Network in Darkness to Light. Well, that is a wonderful email. Thanks for sending that in, Professor Allen. You are the coolest former guest of the show. That was cool. I appreciate him looking up that information. I was curious because, like I said on the episode, the Redheaded League is one that I recognized from the Doyle canon, and I haven't recognized the others to this point, so I was wondering if there would be more from the original Doyle stories to come along here, but it looks like maybe not. Definitely some good facts there. Really appreciate you providing that to us, Professor Allen. If you want to get your full email read, you can email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com, and we'll read your email as well, too. Correct. Let me go back into this mailbag, which somehow makes paper noises, even though it's emails. And I think the rest are comments. Pull one out. Well, it's, it's a lot cheaper for us to get them all printed out and bring it over to us on the flight when we come here. Doesn't sound cheaper, but okay. well, well, the, well, the internet rates are higher there. <laughs> also, if we got a bag full of iPads, it would just be really. Yeah, we're not that rich. <laughs> not that, not yet. Not yet. Right, go ahead and read that comment I just pulled out for you. This comment we have is from Sean Ross at Secret Wars and Beyond Podcast. And Sean says, I painted my hair in honor of this episode. <laughs> So did I, Sean. Thank you for joining me in the Redheaded League. Oh, goodness. Let me pull out another comment for Jason Reed. There you go, Jason. Well, thank you. So this is from David Collins at Old Ben One, and he says, I just want to say I can be like Watson and always be there for improvisation if Delvin will let me. Hashtag, I'm following Holmes. Nah. What do you think, Delvin? <laughs> nope. Okay. Well, there you have it. Notice we had no guests tonight. Before that we started the show, I was like, maybe we should call up Old Dave, and then Delvin said, Trash can. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say nah again. I know. I, I, switched switched up trash can. I was expecting the trash can. I would have been disappointed if I didn't get trash can. <laughs> All right. And there's one little scrap at the bottom there. And it's also from Old Ben. And he just wanted to chime in one more time and say, oh, and I give this episode three pipes. Say, I'm not alone anymore. There we go. Old Ben agrees with me. That was on the episode before, Jason, not this one. Yeah, we're not doing yes. this live. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yes. Time is confusing to me. Because <laughs> we say we do it live so much. <laughs> what did you put it's in It's finally catching pipes? up to you, ain't it? Through <laughs> <laughs> the pipes and the brandy. It's a Ooh, weird night. Yeah, it's been yeah. a weird night. Here, sit down and have this brandy. Here, and I'll take your pipe. <laughs> Don't give him that pipe. <laughs> no. No. Vegan. Boiled. Him and Sean Connery have no pipes left. I am Cornholio. All right, let's put a bullet in this one. So that's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, check out The Long Box Crusade. Pat, where can they find that? Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. You can find The Long Box Crusade on iTunes, Google Play, or most podcatchers. Or you can find the website at www.longboxcrusade.com. We're also on Twitter at Longbox Crusade and on the Facebook at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jason. Thank you, Pat. So if you'd like to hear us on our track through all the James Bond films, check out On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, where can they find that? As usual, Sean Connery is sitting in for Jared this evening. A prim and proper 
came prepared. Sounds like you're back on your meds, Mr. Connery. Congratulations. I just want you guys to be proud of me. On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast can be found on iTunes and Google Play and most podcatchers, www.secretpodcast.podbean.com. You can check out the Twitter account at OHMSpod. And that's all I have. No smart comments, no lewd comments. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, Mr. Connery, could I have your pipe? Yes, you may have my pipe. I'm not yes. doing any substances. I'm on the straight and the narrow. Oh, Mr. Connery, straight edge today. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Connery. If you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at... I tried to f*** Maud Adams. <laughs> <laughs> so close. I knew so. so close. <laughs> I should have known. I wasn't even in a film with her either. (laughs) That's the real jacked up part. I'll try harder next time. I'll try. All right, back to work. If you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at Pat. Kick us off. I can be found at Christatos01 on the Twitter. Delvin? You can find me on Twitter as well at DEE underscore RAY 1977. Jared? I am at Yard Sale Artist on Twitter. Facebook, I'm at Yard Sale Artist. And Instagram, I'm at Yard Sale Artist. And you could probably find me hanging out at your local Kentucky Fried Chicken. They do chicken right. Jason? <laughs> We're not get paid for this, S. Just trying. <laughs> and you can find me at Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram or at Weasel Skull on Twitter. So that's it for tonight. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us. And we'll see you next episode, which is The Case of the Split Ticket. The meetup location, 221B Baker Street, of course. Bye.